Welcome to the audio version of Bogard Press's Through the Bible Adult Study Guide. Being true to the Word, Bogard Press has aided in the discipleship of thousands for over 100 years. Of those 100 years, the Through the Bible Adult Sunday School literature has been a staple to many. Join us as we listen to the Through the Bible Adult Study Guide with writer Brother Mark Clements. So grab your Bible and let's get started. The Power of God from Exodus 7 through 10. Application The student will summarize God's greatness and power as seen in the plagues. Seeking the Context This is the time of year that baseball teams are fighting hard to finish the regular season strong in order to find a place in the Major League Baseball postseason. Growing up as a pitcher in Little League, I am always fascinated to watch the battle between pitchers and batters. Pitchers always seek the best possible way to get an out, while batters are looking to get on base by any means possible in order to score runs. Every now and then, the pitcher will try to establish dominance by throwing a fastball near the batter. As the matchup progresses, the batter either becomes more timid or emboldened in his stance to get a hit. This demonstrates the kind of power struggle between Pharaoh and Moses, except lives were at stake, and Moses had God on his side. Moses and Aaron made their initial demands of Pharaoh to release the Hebrews from bondage. Pharaoh responded by increasing the labor required of the Israelites, making them gather straw as well as maintain the same output of bricks. Thus began the power struggle between Moses and Pharaoh, each side attempting to negotiate for their own best possible outcome. What Pharaoh did not understand at first was that he was not negotiating with a mere man, but instead he was attempting to fight against the creator of the universe. We are often tempted to forget who is really in charge. We make our plans, exert our energy, and spend our money, but only what God desires to allow will ultimately be accomplished. Today's text is a powerful reminder that God is sovereign. He has his own plans. He has his own ways to accomplish his plans, and he has the power to do whatever he desires to do. As we read the text today, let us be reminded that our plans will only succeed if they are in alignment with God's plans for us. Why is it so important to remember and respect God's power? Searching the text, God reveals his plans. Exodus 7, 1 through 6. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children of Israel out of his land. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, that I may lay my hand upon Egypt, and bring forth my armies, and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I stretch forth mine hand upon Egypt, and bring out the children of Israel from among them. And Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded them, so did they. What does God want to do? 
This is perhaps the most important question we could ever ask as we begin each day and before we make any plans for the day. Whatever we may plan to do will only succeed if it matches what God wants to do. As Moses began negotiating with Pharaoh concerning the freedom of the Hebrew people, God explained his plans to him. It is amazing to think about the creator of the universe sitting Moses down and explaining to him what he was about to do. God told Moses that he would represent Jehovah to Pharaoh and that Aaron would be like his prophet or spokesperson. Moses bore the burden of standing before Pharaoh on behalf of God himself. This is no minor undertaking, but every child of God carries the same responsibility. We have the obligation to demonstrate the love and power of God to everyone around us. For reasons that only God knew at the time, he told Moses that he would harden Pharaoh's heart toward him and his people. So God told Moses that he would demand freedom from Pharaoh, but God would make sure Pharaoh did not immediately yield to his request. Why would God do this? God could miraculously lift his people out of Egypt, or he could even soften Pharaoh's heart to give in to the demand. But we must consider what would provide the best outcome for God's people, the Egyptians, Pharaoh, and the glory of God. God told Moses that he would harden Pharaoh's heart through judgments so that the entire country of Egypt would know that he is God. Remember, God is not only interested in how his children are impacted by what he does, he is also concerned about how the unbelieving world recognizes him and ultimately gives him glory. God's plan was ultimately best for everyone involved, including Pharaoh. Moses and Israel would learn patience and dependence upon God. Egypt would learn that Jehovah is the one true God. Pharaoh would learn the hard way that Jehovah will not be mocked. Often, when we are faced with challenging circumstances, we ask God to bring immediate relief. We may ask Him for healing from disease or broken relationships, or we may ask Him to miraculously provide what we need. When He does not answer our requests the way we want Him to, we might become frustrated or filled with doubt. In those moments, remember that God has His own plans— and he will do what is ultimately best for everyone involved for the glory of his name. The next time you are under pressure, remember that someone may be watching you and making a decision about God based on how you endure difficulties. Trust God whose plans will never fail. How does it change your approach to life knowing that God's plans will never fail? Number two, God unleashes the plagues. Exodus seven seventeen, Thus saith the Lord, In this thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will smite with the rod that is in my hand upon the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood. Exodus 8, 6, And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. Exodus eight sixteen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod, and smite the dust of the land, that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Exodus 8, verse 21. Else, if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thy houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground whereon they are. 
Exodus 9, 3. Behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thy cattle which is in the field, upon the horses, upon the asses, upon the camels, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep. There shall be a very grievous moraine. Exodus 9, 9. And it shall become small dust in the land of Egypt, and shall be a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast throughout all the land of Egypt. Exodus 9.22 And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there may be a hail in all the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast, and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. Exodus 10.12 And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up upon the land of Egypt, and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hail hath left. Exodus 10.21 And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. Just as God foretold, Pharaoh's heart was not inclined to free God's people. Over the following days, God would demonstrate to Pharaoh and everyone else exactly who he was. God unleashed ten plagues on the land because of Pharaoh's unwillingness to submit to Jehovah. While some have argued these plagues have symbolic value or hidden meanings, it would be best for us to simply see them for what they are, namely, the judgment of God on the land because of Pharaoh's rebellion against God. After Moses commanded Pharaoh to release God's people, Pharaoh refused. Aaron waved his staff, and immediately the waters of Egypt, Exodus 8, 6, turned to blood. This killed the fish and eliminated drinking water for seven days. Pharaoh's magicians were able to imitate the judgment and convinced Pharaoh that it was simply a trick, so he refused to let the Hebrews go. After a week, Moses and Aaron returned with the same request, only if Pharaoh refused this time, God would send a plague of frogs. Pharaoh refused, and the frogs came. Even though his magicians could imitate the plague, Pharaoh still begged for relief from the frogs and promised to let the people go if Moses would ask God to remove them. God killed off the frogs, but Pharaoh did not keep his word. Following the frogs, God sent plagues of gnats, flies, the killing of Egyptian livestock, boils, hail, locusts, and pitch darkness. Throughout the plagues, Pharaoh would periodically offer freedom, but he never kept his word. His magicians even told him these plagues were the hand of God, but he refused to submit to God's authority. Pharaoh did not care about Jehovah, the Israelites, or even his own people enough to humble himself under the mighty hand of God. These plagues accomplished God's plan for his people and their captors. Not only did they demonstrate God's anger at the unjust oppression of his people, they also directed everyone's attention toward him as the ultimate authority over every living thing. When God's chastisement comes, it would be very wise of us to ask ourselves where we have erred in our obedience to him. Additionally, we pray that the judgment of God would bring repentance and worship of him to the ends of the earth. Number three, God affirms his power. Exodus 10, 27. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. This verse reminds us that God is in control. His plans will never fail. 
When the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome to persuade them that God will accomplish everything he desires to do, he quoted from Exodus 9.16, saying, For the Scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Romans 9.17 Pharaoh did not rise to power of his own will or authority, but God raised him to power to accomplish his purposes. Pharaoh behaved as if he was the one holding all the power, but in reality, he was a pawn in the hands of God to bring about God's desires and demonstrate God's glory. Solomon wrote that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever he will. Proverbs 21, 1. Some may object to this understanding and claim that God violated Pharaoh's will by hardening his heart. Please remember, this evil was in Pharaoh's heart already. By unleashing the plagues on the land, God simply exposed the true evil existing in Pharaoh's heart already. Moreover, this entire episode in Israel's history demonstrates the majestic power and glory of Jehovah for all the world to see. In the end, this is God's preferred outcome. God affirmed to all that He is sovereign. There is no doubt in the minds of Moses, Aaron, Pharaoh, the Hebrews, or the Egyptians that Jehovah is God and He will be glorified. God will not be mocked. He will receive glory by man's faithfulness, which leads to God's pleasure, or man's rebellion, which leads to God's wrath. The day is coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 9-11 We can trust and obey Him now or trust and obey Him then, but God will be glorified by everything in every circumstance. How does it impact your life knowing God will be glorified in all things? Setting the application. God is on His throne. Our world places a lot of importance on fame, power, and positions of authority, but no authority exists except that which God permits. Romans 13.1 Every one of us holds positions of influence. Everything we say and do has the potential to change someone's life. Consider that God has placed us in positions of influence to bring Him glory by fulfilling His plans. We should get into the habit of asking ourselves what God wants to do today, then align our goals with His. God is the one with all the power. The best use of our free will is to yield it to His will, aligning our purposes with His. If God can receive glory and accomplish His purpose with a rebellious and hard-hearted Pharaoh, imagine what He can do with a humble believer who submits to His authority. Submitting to God will not mean an easy life. There will be pain and trials along the way, but we can endure anything knowing that God is in control. We do not have to muster up strength when we know God is the source of our strength. If our plans go awry and life throws us curveballs, we can rest assured knowing God is not surprised by anything we might face. Not only is God never surprised, but He is also the one who allows us to face every trial, knowing it will bring us to a point of trusting in Him. 
God is so powerful that he is able to work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8:28. God does not need perfect circumstances or perfect people in order to accomplish his will. He uses imperfect people who are yielded to him and willing to find joy in whatever he wishes to do. He has everything we need if we will simply trust him. How will you yield to God's power in your life today? Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible daily devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.